RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Julian Quayle. The top stories. Pharmacists warn Hong Kongers they'll be making a mistake if they wait for a new generation of COVID vaccines. Officials continue to push the importance of the national constitution and socialist system here. And National Olympic heroes bid farewell after a three-day visit to the SAR, but they're invited back with an offer of free university studies. Pharmacists are urging Hong Kongers not to wait for a second-generation vaccine while the Omicron COVID variant spreads. The Society of Hospital Pharmacists of Hong Kong polled about 5,500 people in October and found that about 4 out of 10 said they're not vaccinated. It said more than half of those who plan to get the jab are waiting for a better vaccine. William Choi is the Society's president. Because it takes about at least six months for the introduction of the uh, vaccine against the Omicron, the new variant. So that's why uh, I, I suggest to people, people uh, to have the vaccination as soon as possible so that they have more uh, neutralizing antibody in the system. And also to build up the immune barrier to the community so, so, uh, so that to stop the spread of the uh, Omicron uh, infection. The financial secretary has added his voice to calls for Hong Kongers to respect the nation's socialist system and constitution. Sean Kennedy has more. Writing on his blog, Paul Chan said Hong Kongers must also support the leadership of the Chinese Communist Party. He said the constitution clearly stated that the Communist Party of China's leadership is the defining feature of socialism with Chinese characteristics. Mr Chan said understanding the constitution correctly helps Hong Kong people understand the SAR's constitutional order and the one country, two systems principle. His comments come one day after top officials marked Constitution Day. Earlier, the chief executive Carrie Lam said all Hong Kong people are duty-bound to respect and safeguard the constitutional order. Separately, Luo Huining, the head of the liaison office, said the Chinese Communist Party's leadership status is the choice of history and the people and is enshrined in the constitution. The foreign ministry has released a report on the state of democracy in the United States. As Priscilla Ng reports, Beijing said the report exposed the deficiencies of American-style democracy and accused Washington of exporting its system. The report issued by the foreign ministry said democracy is a common value shared by all humanity and it takes different forms in different countries without a one-size-fits-all model. It stressed it's totally undemocratic to measure the different political systems in the world with a single yardstick. The political system of a country should be independently decided by its own people, the report said. The report added that over the years, democracy in the United States has become alienated and degenerated, and it has increasingly deviated from the essence of democracy and its original design. A 30-strong delegation of national team Olympians has returned to the mainland after their three-day visit to the SAR. Earlier, the chairman of the Polytechnic University's Council, Lam Tefei, had invited elite national team athletes to study at the institution for free. He was speaking during a visit to the university by six visiting Olympians, including table tennis star Ma Long, sprinter Su Bingtian and weightlifter Liu Zhengjun. The Polytechnic University is currently ranked 66th in the world. So we're inviting our national team's elite athletes and gold medalists to study here after their retirement. The university president, Teng Jiangguang, and I will cover all your expenses. 
Pope Francis has warned that the treatment of migrants in the Mediterranean risked what he called the shipwreck of civilization. On a visit to a temporary migrant camp on the island of Lesbos in Greece, the Pope called on Europe to take responsibility for the situation. He denounced the use of migrants for political propaganda. His words are spoken by an interpreter. Let us overcome the paralysis of fear, the indifference that kills, the cynical lack of interest, which, with velvet gloves, sentences to death those who are in the margins, at the margins of society. Meravuni camp, which houses more than 2,000 people, replaced the overcrowded Moria camp that was destroyed in Fars last year. And the weather, fine and dry, with moderate northeasterly winds, occasionally fresh offshore. Outlook remaining fine and dry in the next few days, still cool in the morning. The temperature difference between day and night will be relatively large. The temperature now is 19 degrees and the humidity is 49%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Tumman Hospital says it's apologised to the family of a man who died after medics failed to diagnose that he had had a heart attack. It's also asked the coroner to investigate. Joanne Wong has the details. The 57-year-old man was rushed to the accident and emergency department by ambulance on Tuesday, reporting chest pain and twitching. The man had a history of stroke as well as hypertension and cardiac disease. The hospital says the patient's condition initially improved, but electrocardiogram testing later showed irregularities indicating a heart attack. The doctor on call prescribed only drugs to stop him vomiting. The man complained of chest pain again and was taken to the cardiac unit, where his condition deteriorated and he died on Wednesday. The hospital said it was very concerned and had reinforced to his doctors the need to pay attention to changes in ECG results and consult their seniors if in doubt. Indonesia's Disaster Management Agency says 13 people are now known to have died after a volcano erupted on the island of Java yesterday. Dozens were injured. Heavy rain falling on the lip of Mount Samuru caused it to partially collapse, releasing lava. The BBC's Valdia Baraputri in Jakarta says about 900 people were forced to flee to evacuation centres with little warning. They cannot take anything with them and their livestock are killed by the eruption. The eruption of Mount Sameru had also destroyed a bridge, so at least a couple of villages in that area are isolated. But local officials hope as soon as the weather permits, the uh, rescue and aid can be carried out by helicopter. Soldiers in Myanmar have driven a car into protesters and opened fire on them in the main city of Yangon, leaving several people dead. An estimated 1,300 civilians have been killed during protests since the military coup in February. India's army says it deeply regrets an incident in the state of Nagaland in which at least 13 civilians were killed by the security forces. Local media say a patrol mistakenly opened fire on a group of miners returning home from work. From Delhi, here's the BBC's Regina Vadanathan. 
Rebels in the northeast of Nagaland have for decades now, since the 1960s, been fighting for an independent homeland for the Naga tribes people. And there's been ongoing conflict. Security forces long been patrolling that area and conducting operations against rebel groups. Uh, and over the years, there have been ceasefires as well, but it's still been an area of huge tensions. The Indian government uh, speaking about this, the Home Minister saying he was anguished about what's happened and that he has vowed to investigate. Scientists have discovered marine animals and plants living on a vast collection of plastic debris in the Pacific Ocean. Many are coastal species living thousands of kilometres from their usual habitats. As well as creating a semi-permanent floating habitat, the study says the plastic could be providing invasive species with rafts, allowing them to cross the Pacific. Lindsay Harum from the Smithsonian Environmental Research Centre was the lead researcher. There is a tendency to think, oh, well, this is just creating new habitat for coastal species. Um, Isn't that a good thing? But in reality, we don't know the downstream consequences of these organisms living on plastics. We don't know how plastic affects their long-term health and fitness. There are many unanswered questions that would lead me to say that we absolutely cannot say that this is a positive thing. In sport, the defending Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton will be in pole position in the inaugural Saudi Arabian Grand Prix overnight. His rival for the title, Max Verstappen, will start in third after he crashed during qualifying. The BBC's Jenny Gao reports from Jeddah. Lewis Hamilton has given himself every chance of winning a record-breaking eighth world title after he took pole position under the lights of the Jeddah Corniche street circuit. He'll start the race alongside his teammate Valtteri Bottas as he looks to overhaul Max Verstappen's eight-point lead. A win here and Verstappen taking second could see Hamilton go into the final race just one point behind the Dutchman. It's set to be a thrilling race under the lights here in Saudi Arabia. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Pharmacists warn Hong Kongers they'll be making a mistake if they wait for a new generation of COVID vaccines. Officials continue to push the importance of the national constitution and socialist system here. And National Olympic heroes bid farewell after a three-day visit to the SAR, but they're invited back with an offer of free university studies. And that's the news from RTHK. In our newsroom, thanks to Julian. Julian Quayle will have uh, more headlines coming up at midnight. Hour two of Sunday late. Kevin Lewis with you, and this fits and the tantrums. Truth is, it's happy and happy. Since you cashed out and you moved out to the valley. Now you're standing alone at some party. Keep silent, don't tell nobody. You're saying it's alright, it's okay. But you're living for the night every day. Hey, feel like a shadow right now. Nobody sees you somehow. You gotta try, find a way. You keep your head up, keep your pride up. Life on the planet 
can't fight the wind when it's blowing. You just hold tight and you get where you're going. You're saying it's alright, it's okay. But you're living for the night every day. Hey, feel like the shadow right now. Nobody sees you somehow. You gotta try, find a way. You keep your head up, keep your pride up, roll it forever. Don't ever let them forget you, we're all messed up. Ain't nothing to hide from, roll it forever. Don't ever let them forget you, not you. Oh baby, not you, go and tell them you're And on Radio Street, working our way into the hour, second hour of the programme. Fits and the tantrums, don't ever let them. We're going to get straight back into Elton John's uh, latest album. Um, it's his fifth collaborative album, working together with a whole host of different artists. The lockdown sessions recorded remotely um, during lockdown. Um, we heard Charlie Puth last hour on the programme, and we're going to hear him again now. Uh, this is uh, Elton John... Uh, getting together with uh, uh, Charlie Puth, and the track is, and the track is uh, after all. Mm-hmm. I lie awake and realize that you're. 